Hey guys, welcome back. It's day two to the Mindset Masterclass Extravaganza, where I am sharing three mindset shifts that you need to make in order to get stuck in your life and start to live with power, peace, and purpose. Now, yesterday I shared a mindset shift number one, and then there is homework, and then there's a free meditation for you guys, so be sure to check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. Let's get into day two. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello guys, welcome back to day two of the Mindset Masterclass Extravaganza. Yesterday I shared mindset shift number one, which was how to shift from why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me, and I shared with you different practices that you can use in order to make this shift. So if you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to go back and listen to that episode. I also posted an episode, a standalone episode of the Uh, walking inspiration meditation. It's a 30-minute meditation that you could use on your walk, and I would encourage you to take advantage of that also. Now, we're going to start talking about mindset shift. I have trouble saying that. It's a little bit of a tongue twister for me. Mindset shift number two. And this is a really good one also. These are all really good mindset shifts, and these all are the things that I had to do in my life in order to shift and live as I said, in my power, in peace, and in purpose. And what I mean by that is stepping into your power, your authentic self, and doing it peacefully, not stressing yourself out. So not living in a state of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm, right? I had to remove that from my life, right? So I had to live in peace, okay? And purpose. Purpose is very important. It's about knowing what you want in your life and defining that and working yourself towards that and living that way, right? So when you're living in your purpose, you're happier because you're doing things that you love. Now, I understand there's things in everyone's life that we have to do that aren't always like rainbows and butterflies, like doing laundry and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm aware some people don't do their laundry. They have someone else do it. But And that's great. I'm happy for them. Um, I strive towards that in my life every day. <laughs> Actually, if I was going to have anybody do something for me, it would be clean my house. I don't mind laundry as much as cleaning. I don't like cleaning. But anyway, getting off the subject there. So I'm going into these steps. I had to, I had to do these. I had to make these shifts in my mindset in order to start healing and and go on this self-care, this deep level self-care journey, right? And really practice this every day in my life, right? And so this mindset shift for number two is all about, and this is a tough one for a lot of people, right? It's all about putting yourself first. Now, how many people just like cringe when they hear me say that, right? Well, that's selfish, right? Putting yourself first is selfish. Well, I want to like define that and like make it, 
get deeper into what I mean by putting yourself first, because it doesn't mean writing everybody else off and being selfish, okay? What it means is to put yourself first, take care of yourself at the deepest level first, so that then you can put yourself into the world as a better version of yourself, right? And when you do this, it's not selfish because you're showing up better for everybody. You're showing up better for yourself. You're showing up better for your family. You're showing up better for your kids. You're showing up better for your business, your job, your partner, all your relationships, everything. So who benefits from that? Everybody, right? So before I get into it, I'm going to give you like three benefits of practicing this type of selfishness. (laughs) And I want, I want to say selfishness because the first thing that pops into someone's head when I say putting yourself first is selfish. That's selfish, right? And so I want to, I believe that instead of, um, you know, as women were raised to like take care of everybody else, put everybody else's needs first, and then whatever's left over for us, that's all we got, right? And we're raised like this. It's, it's like inbred in us and it's expected. It's a societal expectation, right? So going against the societal expectation is difficult. It's hard. And as I said, this is a mindset shift I had to make, okay? So I want to explain to you where this came from in my life. So I was a, I I always say I was a award-winning people pleaser, okay? I was always there to make everyone happy and to always make sure to avoid any confrontations, right? We don't want any confrontations. I would change into the type of person I thought the person I was with wanted me to be. And I did this to avoid confrontations. I made sure everybody around me was comfortable and happy, okay? Does that sound familiar to anybody here, okay? Because there's a lot of people who are a part like, and if you're drawn to me, you're probably a people pleaser like me. Now I have set very strong boundaries and working my way out of being a people pleaser, but my natural tendency is be, to be a people pleaser because I'm, I'm very empathetic, right? So that's just the type of person I am. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a minute. So are you or have you been in the past a people pleaser? I guess that's a question to ask yourself. So I did this because it was a survival technique that I learned from having to avoid the abusive behavior that I experienced for most of my life. I lived like this for over 20 years. I was in a very um, verbally abusive, narcissistic relationship with the person, right? And after I removed myself from the situation, it was such a habit. I like, I didn't know how to live any other way. I was, it was, it was my survival mode and it took me a few more years to break free of it. And one of the things I had to do was to shift this mindset from, um, doing everything for everybody else and being generous and being, you know, the kind of woman I was expected to be to putting myself first in order to put the best, healthiest version of myself into the world. So what happens to a person who spends a lot of their time doing everything to please everybody else? They always take care of others. They put themselves last. What happens is over time, they lose themselves. And I see this a lot in my business because I work with women like myself all the time. And Usually it happens when there's some kind of a big change in their life, like maybe their kids are going to college, maybe they're facing a separation, a divorce, maybe they're retiring, maybe they're switching careers, whatever it might be. 
they are kind of like woken up or shaken awake by this situation and then they realize like they've been like hamsters on the hamster wheel for years just people pleasing and doing everything for everybody else that they lost that they lost that connection with themselves they don't even know who they are anymore they don't know what they enjoy you know they don't know anything about themselves they lost that and so they're they're feeling lost they're feeling stagnant they're feeling stuck and a lot of times it's for this exact reason and I felt this way I was very stuck very lost and it feels pretty pretty crappy and it's no fun whatsoever right and so these shifts the one yesterday today and the one I'm going to be sharing tomorrow are all going to help you kind of break free from this so I, I slowly like brought myself out of it. I taught myself to reconnect with my true self. I learned to trust myself again doing this. And most importantly, I learned to love myself exactly who I was in that moment, all while still striving to continue to improve myself and become and always be the best version of myself, if that makes sense. So it's almost like getting to know yourself for the first time, like a new identity kind of, but you're also reconnecting with um, an earlier version of yourself sometimes. Some people, I, and I've met people like this, have never had like a safe space for themselves. And it's like really getting to know themselves for the first time. Now, I remember when I was young, pretty young, like before I was a teenager where I was, I felt very safe and very happy. And so reconnecting with some of the things I loved back then I truly loved are still things that I still truly love. And that's how I know that that is a, a very true version of myself. So I definitely connect with my younger 10 year old self, you know, so I'm happy to say now that I'm kicking some serious butt in my life, I'm very happy and I'm thriving because of these and some other mindset shifts that I've made. I always put myself first because when you take care of yourself at the highest level, you get to then share that version with the rest of the world. And this is reason number one. I'm going to share three reasons with you why, why this is a positive thing, right? And that's reason number one. You get to, when you take care of yourself at the deepest level, meaning you're eating well, you're getting the right amount of physical activity, you're resting enough, you're sleeping well, you're making sure that you control your stress levels, you make sure that you have like, joy in your life. You're doing things that you enjoy. I mean, what else are we here for? Like, we're not really here to like, you know, have a good job or a career or whatever it is. We're really here to be happy. When it comes down to it, like if you reach the end of your life, what would you say would be successful for you? It wouldn't really most likely be your career. It would probably be your friends, your family, and the moments and experiences that you've had with them would be the most important thing. So if that's the case, if you look at like an end of life scenario where you're on your deathbed and what would make you happy to know that you did, maybe those are the things that you should focus on. And I know that it's very difficult to shift into that version of yourself in today's world because today's world is soul sucking. But you, it's possible. It's very possible because what you believe is possible is possible. What you think is impossible is, okay? So you really have to, it's definitely a mindset shift. So when you take care of yourself at this level though, like think about the way that you can show up for your, if you have kids, your kids, your partner, your friends, your parents, your work, your community, okay? 
Like think about that version of yourself, right? So when you do this, everyone benefits and that's why it is not selfish, okay? Doesn't sound selfish at all when you think of it that right way. Also, when you're doing this, it has a positive effect on the people around you, okay? So when you're showing up this way, you're happier. When you're happier, you know, that energy transfers to another person. How many times, like, have you gone into a room and you could feel the energy in the room? It either sucks the life out of you, you're like, oh, something's not good in this room, or it's just a lighter, more opening, comfortable feel. Like, there's definitely energy, different energies you feel when you walk into the room. And when you show up this way, you're adding to that positive energy, right? So that is the first reason that you should put yourself first. I hope that makes sense. Now, as an example, like you could, I'm gonna use an example of myself when I was going through the things that I talked about earlier with my kids. Now I have three kids and um, when I was stressed out and not showing up as myself, I was not really a good role model, right? Because, um, and I wasn't thinking this way, right? Nobody's the perfect parent, but they're watching me not take care of myself. They're watching me work myself to the bones. They're watching me in an abusive relationship, like ver- and I like to like point out that it was verbally abusive, very verbally abusive, like name calling and just, you know, stuff like that. So their kids see everything, even when they're super little, even when they're super young. Kids are smart. Just because they're inexperienced doesn't mean they're not absorbing all of this stuff, right? And so when I stepped into my power and I started taking care of myself and reconnecting with myself, you know, I showed up differently for my kids. It was a more positive version of myself for them. And yes, maybe I had to like not go to every soccer game, right? Maybe I had to hire a babysitter every once in a while instead of, be there 100% of the time. Maybe we had sandwiches for dinner instead of a a meal, you know? Maybe I didn't have to have everything perfect all the time. That's something I had to let go of, especially when I became a single mom, right? And so I had to let go of any type of perfection with three kids as a single mom, right? There's no such thing as perfection when you're living with like that. So anyway, but showing up as a better version of myself was the most important thing. Okay, so you could see what kind of effect that could have on your life. When you're tired, you're shorter, you're snapping at people, you're cranky. You know, when I when I was tired, sometimes sick, I would, you know, yell at the kids, take my frustrations out on my kids. You know, when I'm rested, I could look at the situation, I could take a step back and I can respond instead of just react. So like when you're, when you're stressed and you're tired, you're reacting, you're in reaction mode. And when you're well cared for, you take the time to take a step back and analyze and respond to situations. You're, you have more control of your emotions. Okay. So that's the, that's the first reason. Also, by putting yourself first at that highest level, um, this is also a way, and I say this all the time, the way you treat yourself is the way other people are going to treat you. So treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you. Just like reverse that. All right. So when you take care of yourself at the highest level, people know that that's what you expect. We teach people how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. 
okay? This is so important because I, I come up with this, I come up against this so many times in my own life and then with people that I work with that are just, they're like, I don't know why this is always happening to me. These people, they don't respect me. They don't treat me well. They don't appreciate anything I do for them. And then I guess the reflection would be, well, do you appreciate yourself? Do you respect yourself? Do you hold yourself to that higher level? Are you taking care of yourself? Because the way you show up for yourself is the way people are going to show up for you. They're just going to mirror that behavior. And as an example, how many of us in our lives have that person that we know is not going to accept anything that's bullshit, right? They're not going to accept any crappy behavior. They're not going to, they, they want the highest level of stuff for themselves. They treat themselves great. You know, they're not willing to eat crappy food. There's so many, so many things, uh, the way people show up on this level, right? So how many of you know people like that? So I'm just going to kind of recap, right? The first one was when we, when we put ourselves first, we get to put the best version of ourselves in the world. And then the second thing is when we treat ourselves at a high level and we take care of ourselves at that high level, we teach the people around us how we expect to be treated. So we, we then are teaching people how to treat us. Now we're going to move on to number three. And this is very connected to these other two that I just mentioned. But when you take care of yourself at that high level, then you become a leader, a model for other people. Okay, just like I was talking about with my kids earlier, when I take the time to rest and take care of myself and eat well and get exercise and I'm happy and I'm laughing, my kids are watching that behavior and they're going to model that behavior. And isn't that what we want for our kids? So why wouldn't we want that for ourselves? Ask yourself that question. You know, and if you don't have kids, you could look at your partner or your friends, your good friends. And, you know, we all have that friend who works themselves to death. They're always sick. They can never, they're always late to everything, right? We all have that friend. But what we want for that friend is the best, right? We want them to be able to get the rest that they need and take care of themselves and be able to show up for our coffee date that we have on time, right? So you, when you, when you act like this and you take care of yourself at the highest level and then you're putting that best version of yourself into the world and you are really stepping into that highest version of yourself, then you are a model for your kids, for your partner, for your parents, for your friends, for the people that you spend time with every day, right? And you give them permission to do the same. Some people think they don't deserve this. Some people, uh, especially some of the older generations who were raised this way, I, I would say definitely there's been some changes in the younger generations. They don't think they're allowed to show up this way. They feel like they have to do everything for everybody else. That's what they base their worth on, their self-worth on. And that's just not how it works. Okay, you're worthy just because you're here, just because you're you. You don't, get, you don't gain worth by the things that you do and offer for other people. Okay, and so learning to take care of yourself at the highest level, put yourself first, and then put this version of yourself into the world, right? It gets you, lets you put the best version of yourself into the world. It lets you teach people how to treat you. And then it also, you could be a model for other people. And you're giving people permission to step into the best version of themselves and to treat themselves at the same level. 
And so I can't think of anything more important and better than doing this for yourself. But it is a mindset shift from what we're used to in our lives. And this doesn't just go for women, this is for men also. Okay, there's different standards that men are held to that are unreasonable also. And men also need to practice this type of deep level self care. It's time to start putting yourself first in order to put the best version of yourself in the world and show up at the your highest version of yourself show up as your higher self. Okay. So I'm going to give you some tips to get started and there will be a worksheet just like yesterday and you can download that. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes. Okay. And be sure to take, take advantage of the meditation that I did yesterday. It'll be up. I'm not taking it down. I'm just going to leave it up there. All right. So let's get into a couple of different ways to get started. Okay. So the first way is I call it a three times a day check-in. Okay. So three times a day, you're going to step aside for like a minute. You don't need long to do this. You just need like a couple of minutes. All right. And even if you're at work, you're just going to like be, be still for a moment. Now I know there are certain professions and jobs that this is hard to do, right? Like, you know, like if you're in the service industry or something like that, but I want you to really try just to take a minute to do this, right? So you're going to check in with yourself and you're going to say, take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, you're going to relax. You're going to release your shoulders, release your jaw, release your hands. Just kind of let go of any stress or tension that's in your body. I know this is hard, but try to do it anyway. And then ask yourself, what do I need right now? What do I need right now? And then see what comes up. And like take note of that, write it down if you, you, if you can. If you can't write it down, you could send a text message to yourself, you could write it in your notes app, whatever. Whatever comes up and what you need, you need to give to yourself at some point. You need to start giving yourself those things that you need. And this is something I want you to do three times a day. So you could do it in the morning when you wake up. That's easy, everybody can do that midday at some point, maybe lunch or maybe when you go to the bathroom for a minute and then at the end of the day to check in. Okay. And then whatever comes up, give yourself what you need. I need to rest a little bit more. All right. I need to have some fun. Well, what are you going to do to have some fun? See what keeps coming up and you need to somehow figure out how to take little baby steps to put that back into your life. Another way um, to really practice some deep level self-love is to do mirror work. And this may feel really weird and awkward. I think it was introduced by Louise Hay, but I'm not sure if she was the original person who introduced this. Um, but I, I believe she was, but I'm not positive. Anyway, it's about going and looking in your mirror. And you could do this every time you step into a bathroom, right? We all have to go to the bathroom, right? And you could look at yourself. You could even put your hand on the mirror. It's like you're almost touching your own hand and look at yourself deep into your eyes and say, I love you. I got you back. We got this. Whatever you need to hear from yourself, be the person that you need in your own life. Okay. And start giving yourself that love. It feels super weird and awkward when you first start doing this, but it's extremely, extremely effective. Tell yourself that you're enough exactly as you are. You're worthy exactly as you are. So those are some of the things that you can say to yourself. So that's number two. Another thing you could do is you could use a role model. So if this is just so out of your realm, like you just don't know how you're going to step into this. Think of somebody you know who 
does this, who treats themselves at the highest level. Now, you might not know someone personally, so you could use like a a famous person that you think portrays this, you know. So as an example, maybe like Beyonce. Now, I don't know anything about Beyonce's personal life, but the way she portrays herself in the media and stuff like that is that she is living the high life and she's treating herself like the queen she's showing up as, right? So you could always be like, well, what would Beyonce do? Like, would she, would she take this crap from these people? Would she, you know, wear herself down to the bone or would she get some rest? Would she get a massage? Would she take care of herself? What would she do? You know, learn, you know, just ask yourself those questions. Try to find a role model that you could say, no, actually she wouldn't do this. What am I doing? Like, this is crazy. Sometimes when you put it in a a perspective like that from another person, person's point of view, it really makes you see clearly how much you're not taking care of yourself. So do the three times a day check-in, do the mirror work, use a role model if needed, and start to learn to say no. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. This is about setting boundaries. So when something comes into your life, If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Now, let me get something clear. I am quite aware of responsibilities. I was a single mom. I raised three kids by myself, right? So I'm aware that there's a lot of crap that we have to do that we don't want to do. But I'm also aware that we get to make a lot of choices. I always use the PTA as an example because I I never fit in to the PTA being the divorced mom. They didn't like the divorced moms. So <laughs> they were never, ever friendly with me. And so I just started saying no to all of that stuff that they wanted me to do. And I just focused on, you know, what I could do to make my kids' life easier. Also, um, I because I was self-employed, I used to sell real estate. A lot of the other parents took it took advantage of the fact that I was around and I could drive kids here and there and they abuse the shit out of that, let me tell you. So I started to learn to say no to that. That was another thing where I was just like, no, I can't do it. You know, like, so you have to learn to say no to those things that aren't working you towards your purpose, towards what makes you happy, towards what's going to be good for your health, towards what's going to be good for your family. All right. You have to, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Okay. Then next, okay, I'm going to go over what's going to be on the worksheet. Okay. So we're going to talk more about the how to say no tomorrow because I'm doing um, the worksheet for tomorrow is going to go deeper into that. But for today, the journal prompt, part of putting yourself first and taking care of yourself at the highest level is knowing what you want. So I said, if it's, if it's, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, but you have to know what you want in order to know that. Right. And so I want you, we're going to do a journal prompt and I want you to look at all the areas of your life. Okay, and I'm going to give you a list, but it's just going to be, you know, you can use the list if it resonates with you. Otherwise, you could, you can name the areas of your life that you want to, um, that you want to use. Okay, but what you're going to do is you're going to look at all the different areas and I want you to ask yourself what you want your life to look 
like in all those areas. So as an example, it would be like your health, your fitness, your family, your relationships, um, your money, your career, your spirituality, your community. What do you want? What, what's the perfect version of this? And I want you to do this without any limitations. Yes, I'm aware that we all have some limitations in our life, but I want you to dream big because I want you to really get down to the nitty gritty of what you want. So release any family limitations, release any monetary limitations, age limitations, culture limitations, just release them all and pretend that you're this person that has no limitations. What would you want? How would you want to be your life to be for you? And I want you to write out the perfect scenario and be as detailed as possible in every area of your life. Okay. And so then the focus of doing this work would be to say to yourself, how can I step into this version of myself, right? Right. How, ask yourself the question, how can I do this? Like, how can I, you know, you may not have, it might not be exactly the way you write it out, but how can you start to bring yourself towards the life of your dreams, right? So this is, would be like a dream life for you. So how do you bring yourself closer to that? And I want you to write out one baby step that you can take in each area. And when I mean baby, I mean baby. I want it to be small. You don't need to know how you're going to get there. You don't need to know the every little step. Nobody knows that. You just need to know the next step or the first step, right? And it needs to be a small step, right? It needs to be easy to follow through with, and it needs to be something that you can gain success from quickly. All right, so as an example, say in health area, you want to start eating a healthier diet. Well, a small baby step would look like drinking more water, okay? And then when you get that down and it's like a habit and you don't even have to think twice about it, then maybe you can think about, okay, maybe I should eat less processed food or, you know, maybe just for one meal, like, mm, I'm not going to eat any processed food snacks. That's it right? Little tiny baby steps forward, right? And don't step forward until you have success with that one baby step, until it becomes a habit, until it becomes something that's normal in your life that you don't even have to think about. It's a process. You don't get to perfection overnight, but you also don't get to this life that you want to live by doing nothing, right? You have to take little steps and keep moving forward, all right? So, then so after you write these, I want you to check in and ask yourself, is what I'm doing now in my life right now in this moment aligned with this higher version of myself, right? So you're going to go back to that, remember that three times a day check-in that I talked about? You could say to yourself, how do I feel right now? Am I doing things that are aligned with my dream life that I wrote out? And if the answer is no, then then you're going to go back to those baby steps, those little tiny baby steps. And yes, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to remember to do them all the time, right? But you can go back to this worksheet that I give you and look at it, maybe keep it in your journal. Maybe if you don't have a journal yet, you should get one, which could just be the way I journal is a notebook. It's just a notebook, you know, just a composition notebook. They're all over my house, right? So you just stick it in there and just look at it every day and be like, okay, I'm going to do these baby steps today, right? Small steps every day make big changes come into your life, okay? And I'm also going to give you the what I call the balance sheet. 
and I'm going to ask you to do that. So you'll get the, the journal prompt worksheet today and you're going to get a copy of my balance sheet, which is something I use with all my clients. I use it in all my programs and it's basically a baseline of how you feel now in your life. So I'll give you that. There's very simple instructions on it. Basically, you're going to rate your life, all the different areas that I talked about earlier, you know, like career, fitness, health, whatever, and you're going to rate yourself from one to 10, one being really crappy, 10 being fabulosis. Okay. And then you're just going to look at that. And sometimes the first time I did this exercise for myself, I didn't realize how like unhappy and unbalanced I was. I didn't realize it because I was kind of living on that hamster wheel I talked about. Okay. And so sometimes this could really point out the different areas that you need to work on. And so the balance sheet will help you when you write out your dream life, because you can say, well, I scored under five on these three areas. I really need to focus on these three areas, right? I really need to start practicing some self-care in these three areas. I need to do those baby steps in these three areas. Because a lot of times what I see over and over and over again with the balance sheet is people are usually off in three or four different areas. But what I notice is there's always one area that if they work on that one area, really, really intentively, they, it automatically brings the other areas back into balance almost magically, right? So for an example, say, say you're out of balance in your, your health and your, um, social life and your work. Okay. Your career. Okay. Actually, no, say, let's say social life, health, and money. Okay. Right. So say, say you fit, you looked at this and you said, well, if I fixed one area, would, what would, what would, what would that help improve? Would it, you know, if, if I worked on one area, which one would help improve all three of those? Okay. I'm doing a really bad job at explaining this, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to bring it all together. <laughs> so you could say, all right, if I focused on my health, then I feel like automatically my social life would be better because I would feel better. I would feel more confident and I would want to go out more because I'd have more energy, right? If I focused on my health, I feel like my money situation would be better also because I wouldn't be spending money on going to the doctor, on different things to like medicines to help me feel better. Um, I also might do better at my job because I have more energy. So I feel like if I focus on my health, that I will actually automatically improve those other two areas. Okay. If that makes sense. So I want you to do the balance sheet and do the journal prompts. And if you have any question and what, and what that balance sheet is really going to help you do is point out the areas that you need to focus on. That's really all it is. And then what you could use, the way you could use that balance sheet is hold on to it, right? And do it like once a week or do it once a month to check in with yourself. And after you're doing these mindset shifts that I'm talking about and some of the worksheets that I'm talking about, see if any of those areas improve, okay? That, it's, a, it's a kind of like a gauge to check in with yourself and see how you're doing. That's all it is, right? It isn't like you judging yourself or anything like that. And one of the things I want to point out is when you're doing this balance sheet, and it says this on the instructions on the worksheet, is to not spend too much time thinking about it. Whatever number pops into your head first is the number that you write down, okay? 
You know, this isn't a test that you're going to pass or fail. It's like intuitively, whatever comes up is what you should write down. If, you, if you're thinking about it for more than a few seconds, you're thinking about it too long. So just go, this, this exercise, that balance sheet should take you maybe like a minute, two minutes to do tops. Okay. So do it, go through it really, really fast. All right, guys. That's day two. It was a little bit longer than yesterday. I'm trying to keep these these master classes down to around 30 minutes. I did pretty good, I think. So you're going to go grab your worksheets, the balance sheet and the worksheet for your journal prompts, and you're going to listen to the meditation when you can. Now you don't need to go outside and walk. It would be great if you did, but you could also listen to the meditation when you're just working around the house or doing whatever. Okay. So definitely listen to the meditation too. All right, guys, I will see you tomorrow for day three. Bye.